0: This is Passing for Normal, conversations with authors, artists, activists, and awakeners about how they are seeding change in the world. I'm Sharon Weil, author of Donnie and Ursula Save the World, the funniest book about love, sex, and GMO seeds you'll ever read. But mostly, it's about everyday courage and what it takes to get there in your own personal, even unconventional way. So join us for fun and insightful discussion with some very inspirational people about how to turn purpose and passion into action, while at the same time, passing for normal. Today
1: we're talking with intuitive astrologer and healer, Rachel Lang. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Sharon. I'm so happy to be having this conversation with you.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm really thrilled to be, to be on your show today. Great. So Thank you. Um,
1: I'd like to introduce you. Um, oh, sure. Rachel Lang has had the gift of intuitive insight since childhood and for at least the past 10 years has been offering intuitive astrology readings, meditation groups, and individual energy healing sessions. Rachel is the co host of Pure Polino with Michelle Polino on UNB Radio, where you talk about many aspects of astrology. Rachel has been and continues to be a marketing consultant for individuals, nonprofit organizations, and small businesses, combining astrology with her brilliant marketing skills to create branding and guidance. Have I said enough?
2: That's that's that pretty much sums it up. Yeah.
1: Anything <laughs> you did, else you'd, you'd like to add?
2: Okay. No, I think that's it.
1: Great. So I want to start out with with um, with the obvious question: Can you describe intuitive astrology?
2: Sure. Well, I think you know astrology. If anyone has read their sun sign, they they have an idea of what astrology is. But what it what I think it is is it's a, a symbolic language that helps us understand ourselves. And it shows us how we are connected to the cosmos, how we're connected to nature, to the earth, in ways that are perhaps unexplainable through um, through what we can sense uh, empirically. Uh, so I combine that science and art um, with uh, intuition, which is more of, uh, like, I, I bring my own way of interpreting those symbols. And um, and I can usually uh, work with someone's energy to see how we can connect, you know, the symbolic language of astrology with situations that are happening in their lives. So I use the intuition to see how how can we shift things? How can I empower people? How can I help people? So I combine the two the two influences. So.
1: Would you say that your work is uh, transformational work? is the purpose of um, is the purpose of your work to help people move through, uh, to know more?
2: my my i think you know that's a that's a great question i, I would love to think of my work as transformational <laughs> that's, that's my goal it's to i think really, it is transformational thank you thank you to really help people so for example uh, you mentioned that i i do marketing and i do that as well and i think that that you can you can use astrology to find where the blocks are where the limits are where the blocks are and and what i like to do is help people to move through those blocks, move through those fears, and um, whether that's a business, um, because businesses have their own energy, just like people, just like individuals, and so I like to look at 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 where what they want to create in their lives, where they're stuck, and how can we move past the stuckness to so that they can really get to where they they want to be and so I, I do hope it is transformational, and I have seen some transformation in my clients and it's just that is the most exciting thing for me to see.
1: I'm sure. So when you say that a business um, that a business might have its own blocks or its own resistance, are you talking about the business itself? Or are you talking about the people running the business?
2: Well, there, there's both. Every business has its own chart, has its own birthday, and mm-hmm. a lot of times you can use that birthday um to determine significant influences that are happening. You can kind of look ahead and see times that might be challenging and, and prepare for those. Um, and also you can use you can use that birth chart to brand the company. What what personality does the company have? Google has a very different personality than um, you know, than that, Bath and Beyond. <laughs> so, right. You know, and but not not just by the nature of of, of what they do, but of their individual the, the signatures that are contained within their individual charts. So I I work with both individuals, so so people who own the business and then also with the business itself. That's great. And so, do a lot of people come to you for that purpose? Uh, I'm getting more and more of that. When I started my practice, I was mostly working a lot with people's love lives.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the obvious one,
2: right? <laughs> yes, totally. And um, and and while that, I really love that, and I love being able to help uh, people, you know, find their true loves and and uh, and and handle relationships ups and downs. Um, I, I find that because I have a marketing background, more of my gifts um, are in helping businesses grow. So I can do both, um, but but I find that my practice is sort of evolving more into into the the corporate and business um, piece of things, and kind of moving away from from the love lives. <laughs>
1: um,
2: so clearly, with um,
1: Your intuitive gifts and how you're um, uh, through the um, the structures, let's say, of astrology. um, You have a very large spiritual perspective, Mm -hmm. and um, that you know how I see it is that you are able with your gifts to to sort of reach or access. Um, other dimensions or other information that perhaps I would not be able to on my own. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you're offering that to the people that you counsel. So can you talk a bit about um, that intention?
2: Sure, absolutely. Well, I think everyone has the ability to access their intuition and mm-hmm. to connect with loved ones who've crossed over onto the other side to connect with the divine connect with spirit guides whatever 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 you you know you want to, to call that everyone has that gift but because we all have our own fears um, sometimes it's difficult to access those gifts for ourselves and so what i like to do is help people see things that they might not otherwise see on their own because of because of their fear because of their upbringing because of um, family patterns, uh, you know, there are just sometimes things that are in our subconscious minds that 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 haven't surfaced yet, and so a lot of times people come to me when those those fears, those those limits, those um, that kind of you know any kind of stuck negative emotions or patterns are emerging, and they want to understand them better, and they want to understand how to really um, how to get move past them in a graceful way so that they can really manifest what it is they want to in their life. Yes, yes.
1: And so, um, so again, we're back to that word transformation. which really, <laughs> yes. You know, what I see you are facilitating in people is, is helping them to make a transformation at whatever level they want to, whether it's personal or through their business, um, but not just succeed, but, um, but really make a, um, a deep and lasting change. Or their success comes from a deep and lasting change. So, yes. because um, because this show passing for normal is about seeding change um, and seeding change in the world, I wanted to ask you, what are the changes that you would like to see in the world, or what are the changes that you are seeding in the world?
2: I love that question <laughs> because because I think when you when I when I started down this spiritual path. Um, at first, I realized that changing my own consciousness meant that I had to shift, that every, every relationship in my life shifted, and my goals and priorities shifted, mm-hmm. and the more I, I travel down the spiritual path and the more immersed I become in it, the more I realized that, that my, my, my life's work, my work, is nothing unless I consider a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. and how I can make an impact in the world. And so some of the things that I'm really um, engaged in are uh, there are two sort of co- my causes. Um, one is youth homelessness, mm-hmm. and, um, and I lead a meditation group once a month, and we donate, uh, you know, we donate a significant uh, amount of money uh, to, that, to that cause. Um, I am very involved in uh, service work connected to that cause, um, I'm also involved with um, with children with incarcerated mothers, and I have been working with with uh, an organization called Let's Start since two thousand and um, and you know working with formerly incarcerated women, working with children with incarcerated mothers. And we have a couple of writing projects that were Doing right now to really raise awareness about the issue of mass incarceration and the need for alternative sentencing for a nonviolent drug-related crimes, uh, and so along with that, I'm I'm doing a lot of research in restorative justice right now. And so I would love to see changes happen in those two areas, where our poor, uh, the the you know the people who who um, who are homeless, who are poor, where we kind of rally around them. And, and find ways to to support them. That's incredible, and I mm-hmm.
1: love how um, when you offer your meditation groups that you uh, that you ask for donations or you accept donations and you give them to uh, whatever your cause is. I know that you've um, you know done groups in different cities, and you might even support a local cause there. Yeah. I, um I love. I love how you do that that's you know the yeah. spirit of generosity is just passing right through mhm
2: it's it's my I feel like it's my way of of giving back the the principles the spiritual principles of tithing um, are are ones that have been sort of distorted by religion um, mm-hmm. i think in in some some religions and, and historically that's been the case um, where there it's been attached to a lot of guilt but honestly the 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 spiritual principles of tithing are are literally using your gifts and, and, and taking what you have and, uh, and, and, and giving, finding ways to, to give to others. And what happens is when you open your heart to that, genero- that spirit of generosity, then what's happening is, is it returns generosity to you. And so it might not necessarily be monetary generosity. It could be, but, but it just it, it facilitates an openness of the heart. And uh, in order to get anything, it's in order to to have anything that in, in love, money, in order to have any of those the things that you want or that you need here on this on this earth, you have to have that open up, that openness of heart. You have to have an open heart. The heart is ruled by Venus. Venus rules money and love, and those are the two things that you know that I think that I think are are pretty important for us to have. Yes. And uh, and so keeping the heart open, gen- generosity and giving, when it's out of a pure spirit of of, um, of 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 just a pure generous spirit, that that is one way that, that really keep that to keep the heart open.
1: So, would you include that in your recipe for um, for how people can take action towards making change? Completely, completely.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, giving can be so easy. It can be. Uh, I know you and I have talked about seed bombs. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, seed bombs, for anybody who doesn't know, are little, little, little balls made out of clay and um, and worm castings and seeds. And the idea is to throw them in places that need that need growth, that need life. And so, uh, you know, so planting seeds is an act of generosity. Because you're you're supporting the earth and, be, and and its beautification, and you're 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 creating life, bringing life to places that, that really need it. So it can be easy. It doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be, uh, a you know sort of something that's difficult or out of your way. It can mm-hmm. happen in your everyday life.
1: Yeah. I love, you know, how you're saying, you know, about bringing life where it needs to go. And in the uh the groups that you were or your causes that you were talking about, um the uh the homeless youth and the children of incarcerated women. I mean, that's certainly a place where where uh, more life uh can be brought and can be offered. And, you know, what I was hearing you saying also was that, you know, you offer according to your own
2: gifts. Right
1: right whatever they are and and helping to clarify what what your own personal gifts are what your own um strengths are uh only helps you be able to offer them more
2: yeah yeah that's a really good way to frame it
1: yeah um so so here you are you know um speaking very comfortably about um about intuition and about astrology and these are things that in some segments of the population are considered quite fringe or quite <laughs> really?
2: uh, woo, you think so? yeah or quite
1: woo-woo or uh, uh-huh. or just you know not acceptable
2: right, right, right. because
1: yep. people have a, a prescribed way of of seeing how the world is and how it should go mm-hmm. and so um you know, the show is called Passing for Normal and the uh, publishing company of the book, Donnie and Ursula, is called Passing for Normal and and I myself talk about how I am passing for normal or <laughs> just barely passing for normal. So I wanted to ask you, um, given the life that you lead, given the gift that you have, how is it that you are passing for normal?
2: <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, uh, well, I will have to say that uh, I've spent a really long time doing uh having basically astrology as a side job and mm-hmm. having like a full time a full time serious job that I've done marketing that I could talk to my parents because my parents hate astrology <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. of course so of course their parents, <laughs> my, parents right? my parents are are all in their own version of passing for normal <laughs> so, okay. yeah well, so, I think uh-huh. we all
1: are, but you know right. some of us right. know it more than others, yeah
2: right. Exactly, so I've spent a lot a lot of years sort of being in, being closeted about that, mm-hmm. and just within the last two years, I have started to come out of the closet and say this is what I do, and yeah. I and I, I I think that that I um, what I'm trying to do is rather than passing for normal is to make it, make it a normal, uh, is to normalize the practice of it. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yes, like, yes, um, uh huh. To make it more mainstream, so the radio show uh, accomplishes that. Uh, you know, I, I I have I have a, an inconsistent blog <laughs> because, I'm, yes. like I said, I'm, I'm still coming out of the closet. Uh, but um, but I I have a blog and so I write about it. I see a lot of clients who are who have Christian backgrounds or Jewish backgrounds who you know who are very like who have more of a traditional religious and spiritual practice. Yes, and and so I find ways to incorporate their language into the words that I use and into the sessions that I give, into the readings Mm -hmm. that I give. Mm -hmm. And I'm also in in theology school to try to to understand religion and understand uh, the history of religion so that I can speak to those who might uh, think that what I do is a little out there. Can you talk about that a little more? Sure, about theology sure. uh, school and
1: why you're in theology school, and
2: yes, um, I wanted I, I started theology school because I wanted more of a theological background. Um, I want to eventually be. I want to write, and I want to contribute to larger conversations about spirituality and about about religion. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I think I have a unique perspective uh, from the work that I do. So I, I went to theology school because I think that in order to be able to contribute to any kind of, of conversation, you have to have knowledge, and I wanted knowledge. I wanted to understand the, um, uh, the history of, of, of all different religions, um, but primarily Christianity because I work mostly with Christians, and I wanted to be able to speak to the real messages contained in religion, and, and ultimately it's, it's really about love. Mm-hmm. And I think that that too. What I found is that that, that, that my study of theology has led me into really uh, into to exploring social ethics, and so seeing that all of our contemporary struggles and problems, homelessness, the environmental issues, are all spiritually founded, or uh, they have a spiritual foundation, a spiritual root. And so in order to be more uh, effective at making change um uh, I think I think the the information that I'm learning will contribute to that process That's that's fantastic.
1: Um so I want to go back into the closet for a moment. Okay. <laughs> 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 Where um you know so you said that up until um, you know up until a few years ago you were real not really not even able to put forward what it was um, that you felt your true gifts were or that you were that you were shy or you were reluctant and um, certainly uh, going into this program in theology you know helping you to um, as you 've said learn a language in which to speak learn the common language in which to translate what you do into somebody else's language that they already understand so that they can Mm -hmm. understand more, have a a better uh, template for understanding what it is that that you're offering. Um, There are a lot of people who are um, afraid to be who they are right? I mean, you know, or afraid to take steps or afraid to take action. Um, You know, the book done in Ursula, Save the World. This is all, this is what it's all about is, is overcoming those deep fears about taking action, any action, you know, on, on your own behalf. And so what was it that um, or what is it in an ongoing way that is inspiring you or encouraging you to be able to share who you really are with others and 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 how would you um, what suggestions would you make to other people about how they can do that for themselves?
2: Well, I think you know I've read I've read Donnie and Ursula Save the World, mm-hmm. and one of the things that that I think you you really Articulate in that book is the the power of eros, which is that enlivening creative force, that passion mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sort of inspires us to do things yes. that are, are, that, that, like to, to confront our fears, to come up against our fears. And I think that that, that eros doesn't just have to be like a sexual a- impulse, it can be right. a, uh, an, an unknown, un, unable, like a, a, an unseen force that propels you forward and so that's kind of how my journey has been (laughs) it's been propelled forward by this passion and uh you know astrology was the one thing that i could study until three o'clock in the morning and not be tired and Uh i couldn't Uh wait to read more and i I have you know hundreds of books (laughs) about it and and i couldn't wait to study to take classes and so I guess you could say that I had sort of an Eros awakening um mm-hmm. that um that led me into this path and just like Ursula you know in in your book she had she had political and legal restraints and and she kept moving forward she kept stealing this pull um, to 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 be brave and and love was part of that and and her passion for the mushrooms and for seeds and for the environment was all part of that and so I think that that um, that that creative force has has always sort of been pulling me and and I could have I did choose at times to ignore it uh, and things in my life started falling apart I started getting sick I started having relationship troubles and. And I You're think saying that, when you that,
1: when you ignored when you ignored that calling, that tap, yes. tap, tap, when you ignored totally. it. Uh-huh.
2: Yes. So and then when I followed it, doors would open. And that doesn't mean that it was easy. It just means that felt more alive.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. So following the aliveness.
2: hmm Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, People ask themselves, "Well, where am I most alive you know even right. if it's even if it's not acceptable or even if it's off the wall or even if it runs up against uh popular culture or popular politics right um right it's right. where you know where does that where does that passion lie mm-hmm. so what would you say to people uh whether they're your clients or your friends or me here on <laughs> here talking to you, what would you say to people about how to find that, that passion and how to let it be loud enough that you actually overcome your fears?
2: I think finding that passion, a lot of people know what their passion is about mm-hmm. and have a difficult time transferring that into how do I make money? Mm-hmm. And so, there, I think there are two different, two different answers. First of all, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you get in touch with that passion and let and follow it, let it lead you? I think that, that our survival instincts come into play. And so, when we're afraid that we're not going to be able to support ourselves, or we're going to lose our friends or our family, then um, then the the, the we, we close those doors. So rather than looking at your passion as this is how you're going to support yourself financially, just go into it. Just explore it without expectation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that what you'll find is that, uh, that there's a, a sort of, it, it starts with there's a seed that's planted, so to speak, of excitement and euphoria and possibility, and that stirs within. And the more you engage with that feeling, the bigger it gets. And then all of a sudden, you start connecting to people who are uh, of a like mind or who are attached to similar interests. And then your world starts expanding. And the more your world starts to expand, the more people come into it to, to facilitate the process of, of breaking down those fears. And so it requires an openness, and it requires a, a, a sort of a, a letting go a surrender of, of the expected outcome of any kind of expectation.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. And um, and when your bliss or your passion is focused on um, making change or making change mm-hmm. within yourself or um, with something that you see uh, that you want to change in the world,
2: when when that happens, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves, those of us who want to make a difference. And I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself primarily. Yes. I, I, I think I, it becomes overwhelming because there are so many things that, are, that, are, that you can identify as, as needing change, you know, environmental issues, GMOs. I mean, you can go down a list, yeah. so it becomes overwhelming. But, but finding the one cause or the one thing that uh, pulls you the deepest you find that you're connected to a, to a, a web of activists who mm. may all be working in different areas, but who are all uh, interested in in raising the consciousness of our our planet, raising the consciousness of our earth, and um, and of making a difference, making the world a better place for future generations and for ourselves. So, so it's it's about finding that one thing, finding one thing that you can do, and not not putting pressure on yourself to do everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And offering, as you've said, you know, offering your unique gifts. Right. Um, with an open heart, with as open a heart as you possibly can,
2: right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yes, like I think you're a good example of that because you your gift is writing. And you do so many other things in your life. Um but you know, you're using your writing and you're using your sense of humor and your playful, playfulness, your playful approach to writing, to really to make a difference. And you're, you're raising awareness about, you know, in Donnie and Ursula, it's about GMOs. And that's a serious, that's a serious issue that we're it's facing in our issue. time. Yes, it is. And, and so I think that, that you, you know, you're a great example of that, of taking your gift and using it to affect change.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you very much because that is, you know, I would, you know, as I'm listening to you, I would say, yeah, I followed that. I followed that uh, path that you're talking about, about really, you know, going with my passion and finding how it felt you know it feels Mm -hmm. good to write it feels good to bring humor into dark places and um you know being able to follow that and uh just feeling so grateful that i have something to offer that is of use to anybody um is you know is always a nice thing right right yeah so rachel our time is up we could talk forever and I hope oh, that we good. do. <laughs> um, so, before we close, um, where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you? How can they find out more about you?
2: My my website is rachel c the letter c lang l a n g dot com. I'm also on Twitter rachel lang eleven is my handle, and mm-hmm. on Facebook as well.
1: And uh we can also find you uh at Pier Polino at the Pier Polino yes. show at UNB radio on Tuesdays at eleven AM. Yes. Or join you for one of your meditation groups um for the
2: third a, Tuesday of every month.
1: Third Tuesday, Tuesday of, of every month. Of every month. Great. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes. So, so I'm so,
0: so thank you, thank you. This has been passing for normal. Conversations about seeding change in the world. To find out more about author Sharon Wilde, go to passingfornormal.com. That's passing, numeral four, normal.com. Donnie and Ursula Save the World is available in paperback, Kindle, and soon to be an audiobook at DonnieandUrsula.com. So go out and do something brave today. M Earth and I thank you.